Hello, dreamers. Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your host, Yiska Cook. And today we are having a dream group, another dream group, which is a great love of mine to work together projectively and to say, if it was my dream, I might say this. And then the dreamer has uh, the opportunity to accept that or to reject it as it is their dream. So, but I wanted to tell you, so this is Saturday and my old Center for Symbolic Studies dream group led by Stephen Larson and his wife, Robin Larson, who's an artist. Um, and I did that for maybe 20 years, maybe a little more. And it was meeting two times every month on Saturdays from 10 to 1, 10 to from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock. And we always had coffee. And there was a long while when we had bagels also. And that was really fun. And we didn't for a little while. I know when I led my dream groups, which I started doing in 2006, I did chocolate, coffee, tea, and like cashews or something like that. Um, so it's always nice to have a little something uh, as a wake welcoming to your guests. And I wanted to tell you a little bit more about the Center for Symbolic Studies Dream Group. We called it CSS Dream Group. It was filled with, let's see, I have started a list. Artists and teachers and professors and therapists and a dancer and musicians, a radio host and all types of different spiritualists. And like most groups in this day and age, it's mostly women, but of course, not of course, but gladly there were some men there as well. And uh, that's what I wanted to share with you listeners. A couple of people who are going to come and be in this dream group today are from the Center for Symbolic Studies dream group days. And um, I mean, I, I started there when I moved to Accord in the Hudson Valley. The first thing I asked my new neighbor is, is there a dream group going on? Because I've been, I had been doing dream work on my own for so long and reading everything I could find. And uh, my neighbor said, probably Stephen Larson, I would imagine. And I, and I, so my little boy, my, my big boy now, he was only nine months old then. And I went to Stephen Larson's and I had a meeting with him. And I said, oh, I would love to come to the dream group. And can I bring my son? And Stephen said, yes, you can come. No, you can't bring your son, which was fine, which was fine. So um, that was when he was nine months old. So now he's 22. And I've been doing dream groups at the Larsons ever since. It was, you know, sitting at the feet of the master and, um, and having him reminisce about his life experiences and, you know, his name dropping for auspicious people that he knows and is friendly with. And, um, and then of course, all the other participants, I just learned so much from everyone. 
and it was fun. So that was what I loved to do. And I still don't see any dreamers come yet to our Zoom room, Dream Stream. But I'll just tell you a little bit more about Center for Symbolic Studies. So at the end of every dream group, we took like the last five minutes to write, or maybe it was more like 10 minutes, to write a spontaneous poem. And it could be um, about the group or it could be about something I was thinking about in the morning on my ride there, or really it could be about anything or your own dreams. And then, you know, it was always dreamer's choice, which is what my other dream teacher, Jeremy Taylor, always says. But um, we would go around in the circle and all uh, speak our poems. And it was kind of a furthering gift of dream work to the dreamer. So I wrote some beautiful poetry. (laughs) And seeing as it's just me and you, I will share one called Twilight, and this is from a dream. The sun crosses the sky. Earth rolls away from the sun. Like tulips opening and closing in day and dark, I open and close. Because she is so impersonal. Amadea Allah, the great mother, Through her fire, she renews completely the garment world each night. I breathe in, she breathes out. I breathe in, she breathes out, grasping the copper vessel from my hand, like a shadow fox slipping between sand and the smell of spilt ceremony tea. She is the queen in the field, lighting the altar candle. A yellow warbler flies to the temple window, leading the call and response. A stone heart lies hidden in the soft moss, growing stars and florets and clover. The blue expansive sky, the color of light, the illuminating, deeply familiar dream of the black spider in this place in a velvet chair in her infernal grace the wakeful world has presence i sit in her doorway the mouth covered with leaves trees in the wind creak like an opening door and what was really what was really cool is that after I wrote that, I thought, okay, this is probably gonna be a spider who, you know, numinous, numinously comes into my life. And uh shortly thereafter, my um older son's dad and my younger son's dad were over my house and they were looking down on the step, and there was a big, I'm gonna show you how big. A big spider. And Ruben said, what is that fake? And he went to pick it up and it moved and he kind of ah, jumped back. And then Lance was also fearful. <laughs> I don't know if he was fearful, but 
freaked out <laughs> by the spider. So I had to go and get a Tupperware and a, a hard piece of board to slip under, bring it outside, and then I let it go in my garden, which is probably not the best choice of places to let it go. But so I don't know where are the dreamers 105. This is why I stopped doing dream groups at my home. It's because I felt like I would make tea and I would make coffee and get everything set up and, um, you know, prepare, clean and be there. Be there. And then uh, when people just weren't prioritizing dream groups, it's tough, you know, because with there's been an economic downturn for some years, if, if you don't remember, way before the coronavirus. So people would have to choose, you know, but I have 10 bucks. Do I want to spend it on chanting workshop? Do I want to spend it on dream group or dancing? You know, it was, it was a time for specialization. <laughs> And still nobody's here. Well, I, what else can I tell you about? I hope it's interesting. So, so Stephen Larson is my first and foremost dream group teacher. And as I said, it was like sitting at the feet of the master. But, and then I used to, I started, as I said, in 2006, having dream groups. And at first, I felt like I, I had to provide uh, the wisdom or the parallels or something. And I felt, I didn't feel right about that. I didn't feel that was accurate. And so I had read a book. Oh, I can't remember her name. I'll have to follow up with that. Um, and written by a woman dream worker. And those are few and far between. And she said she had dream sharing circles. So that's everyone come together and share a dream that you've had and everyone else will witness you sharing your dream. And then, you know, we used to go around maybe one time with a projection, an idea that could help the dreamer. Um, so I, so then I did that, the dream sharing circle. I'm not sure how I'll do it. Ooh, it still says one participant. Oh, two people are waiting. Okay. Admit all. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Alice. You have to put your audio on. Oh, good. Carla's here. Hi, Carla. It's Carla, you have to put your audio on. Okay, is that works? Yes. Okay. So I've just been chatting about uh, the wonderful dream groups. So I met Dr. Carla Mazio at the Center for Symbolic Studies dream group. So maybe 15 years ago, 18 years ago. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I think it's like 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> I just closed this window. All right. Sorry. That's um, okay. Hello, Alice. Hey, hi, Jessica. How are you? So nice to see you. How Thank are you, you holding up? We're doing okay here. <laughs> yeah, yes. And so Julian, obviously, is, is he? No, he goes to college now or not yet? 
How old no, not yet. He's a junior. Okay. Oh, it's my nephew. Um, in high school. So okay. next year will be his senior year. Um, oh, is he? Does he have to miss his prom? To yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Uh, these are and, you know, lots of oh, all kinds of activities for kids are so so disappointing, you know. Oh, but sorry. worse than that is school kind of went belly up. So Poughkeepsie Day School closed on him just before lockdown. Oh, so that's really? very traumatic for him. Yeah. Oh, so he doesn't even really have that to go back to. Even, you know what I mean? So all together. I'm sorry, Alice. Do you mean there will be no more? Poughkeepsie Day School, or you mean they? Well, there's a group of parents who are fighting to keep it going, so hopefully they'll succeed. But it doesn't look good. Okay. Yeah. It changes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah, new things. I'm just looking to see if there's anyone else who's come to the group, and I don't see that. I'm hoping though. I'm hoping Zoom will show me. But um, so let's just jump in, Alice. I know you said that you had a dream that you wanted to share. And yeah, um, I, I did, which was, it's a couple of days ago now. Um, and I think some of the symbolism is, you know, but I was, I dreamed that I was living in a house in Maine, um, kind of with my family, but I'm not quite sure who all was there. But I'm in a bedroom and there's like a porthole in the roof of the bedroom. And all of a sudden there's a baby bear there and the porthole is too small for the baby ball, baby bear to come through. So I sort of, I kind of pet the face of the baby bear. I mean, not like where his teeth are, but just the side of his head. And I'm like, Oh no, no, you know, this is not a good idea. Okay. Baby bear. No, not a good idea. Okay. So I leave the bedroom and then when I, go to go back in the bedroom the whole door of the bedroom comes off like the whole comes off the frame hmm. and not only is the baby bear in the bedroom but so is its mother there's this huge bear in the bedroom <laughs> and i and i can't even close the door on them because i'm holding the door you know, it's just, you know so it's like <laughs> you know mom bear has you know and wow. Right, you know, and then somehow I go down to another level of the house, and I'm, I guess I'm trying to tell people that there's this bear in the house, <laughs> you know, and I don't know how well that's going, and I don't know really what kind of happens if the bear kind of wanders around the house or what exactly happens, but then the next point, I guess I'm outside the house walking down the driveway, and the neighbors are a little mean, sort of, like it's kind of like a real, you know, even though it's in the woods and so forth, and I'm, you know, it's you know, there's something not right about the neighbors, you know, um, and that's it. That's all I remember. But the, the main thing wow. about the, the dream was having this mother bear and cub suddenly Just <laughs> transport through this porthole. <laughs> now that is what I consider a numinous dream where there's something supernatural or spiritual coming through. Yeah. So, um, so can we start uh, with questions? So Carla is a psychologist. She's an awesome dream worker and um, guide. So that'll be great to have her here asking questions too. Um, so my first question is, what is your relationship with Bear? Me? Yeah. Oh. Well, I think, okay. Um, 
in all my years when I lived in Gardner, okay, I never saw a bear. But then kind of toward the end in the same summer, we saw a bear twice. And it was kind of a strange thing where my son was actually has a friend whose grandfather was a pilot and was giving um, lessons to his son, who's my the best friend of my son, uh, with, a, with a teacher, you know, lessons in flying. And I let him go up with the teacher and his friend, Sebi, who was kind of learning. And so it was kind of scary to have my son go up in this little airplane. You know what I mean? But, you know, I had to, I had I to do that, too. Do Right. And, and so I was driving, I was driving and there was this huge bear and it was even being in the car. It was scary. And it stood up, you know, and looked at us. And I was like, my kid is in the air flying an airplane. There's this bear. <laughs> what does that mean? You know? And even wow. though, and then I saw him again, I think maybe toward the end of the summer on the other end of the road, maybe it was a different bear, but again, it's sort of a big bear. And they, the black it, bear. It was, to see the bear but I felt like well what kind of mama bear thing is this you know what I mean my kids in an airplane yeah. in the air <laughs> and I'm feeling so shaky about it but I love yeah, it. I gotta let them fly anyway <laughs> but, <laughs> that wasn't too long when uh, I'm sorry <laughs> no that's amazing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump I would see this because dreams are like velcro Stephen Larson used to say this Carla do you remember he would say dreams are like velcros as soon as you start you, you can't let it go you know you just so I was trying to do this systematically <laughs> well maybe I will okay I'll continue so okay so let's do a reality check so what in that dream is from waking life um, yes um fear um trying to protect yes but somehow, you know, maybe in some ways I feel like if, if Mother Nature is attacking us or something, I mean, this mama, you know, it's like this mama bear was fearsome to me. I couldn't protect from the bear that came in something teeny that it shouldn't have been able to get in. Um, on the other hand, I'm also the mama bear trying to protect. So it's, it's kind of confusing who, mm-hmm. what the mother bear means. Is it me or is it yes. the mm-hmm. threat that... Is attacking my motherhood, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna again all all out of order. Projection. <laughs> no, this is not. Um, in my projection, the mama bear is coming to show me my power, and that's in my waking dream as well as my sleeping dream. When my son is flying and she gets up on her hind legs, which is truly awesome. I've never seen that. Nothing like it. And she, I think she was there, my projection to show me my strength. Yes, Um, I I can let my son go up there. I am, you know, mama bear, you know, (laughs) I projection. And then similarly in the dream. And I think the fact that mama bear is there with her cub, similarly, if it was my dream, I would just feel like she's showing me I can protect us. She is she is me. I am her in my projection and she's showing me, yeah, I can protect protect us. Yeah. I'm I'm fierce. Though nobody might believe me that there's a bear in my bedroom. 
I think um, I think you raised some good questions as far as um, being right the mother bear or being able or feeling able to protect your son during this time. The changes you mentioned the school closing, yeah. and so there's a lot to adapt and adjust to, and and then I see the the flight. So there is this space. Um, there's the the plane your association. Um, which happened in real life, and then in the dream, the portal. So I almost see the two similar in this, um, that unknown space where something can happen and just suddenly occur, and it it is threatening and scary Mm -hmm. and precarious. So you're holding the door. You know, what do I do? What do I do with this door? Do I close it? Do I open it? What do I do with this door? Wow. Right. It's, it's unknown possibility. You know, what was the feeling for you when you woke up? Well, it was kind of one of those dreams where I, I woke up like early in the morning and I, and I got up and I was in a terrible mood. I wasn't feeling that well. Okay. And I went back to sleep. So sometimes I have a more vivid dream then and more of a, I guess a kind of an astral dream or whatever. So by the time I woke up then I felt better, Hmm. but I was, it was scary, you know, and and the door was kind of like, it was something that should have protected me, but that didn't, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was like, I can't even close the door on this bear. Is there a door to your um, subconscious that is being thrown open? Well, I just feel um, like, and probably I share this with so many people right now. We don't feel terribly in control of our lives. So the door was something that I should have been able to control mm-hmm. and it offered nothing. Mm-hmm. It broke and I was just holding it. It wasn't yeah. going to protect me from this big bear. I wasn't able to contain the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the portal was the portal still open. I, Yes, I guess so. It was kind of like a, a porthole-like window. And neither bear should have been able to make it through. Like when I petted the bear, um, I didn't think he could possibly even make his way in. Mm. And so I was able to talk gently to him. But the then they did. And the mother, too, mm-hmm. somehow got through that teeny hole. And I guess maybe some of that's like fears of you know, coronavirus being so, you know, I mean, Uh, wiped out on groceries. You had said, you know, she's fierce. She's like of nature. And yeah, nature can be very fierce. Mm. And it went from being um, a pleasant moment, right? To petting the beer, the surprise, like, oh, this is pleasant to then scary. It went from, you know, my, my gentle ma- nature as a mother, like being soothing to the bear and talking mm-hmm. saying, no, no, not a good idea. You know, like I would to like a toddler or something to being something just so out of my control, Yes, you know, and truly mm-hmm. scary. I had no idea this could get in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, it could be sort of how we're, how I've been feeling, you know, about, you know, that bubble of safety we've lived in so much in the West. And then all of a sudden it's been burst kind of, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh no, these things can happen that are, um, so I, that's kind of my interpretation. I mean, sure. 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 Yeah. Everything is blown open. Really. It's changed overnight. It's it's just such a bizarre time we live in. 
it's blown off the hinges. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> Many holes. I also have a friend who has moved to Maine and she had texted me and I guess she had originally thought she was telling people, oh, come, we don't have any cases here, come to Maine and you'll be yeah. safe. And then of course it, you know, it traveled to Maine too. Okay. So maybe there was that feeling of, oh, I'm safe. Oh, I'm not. There, there's nowhere. It's nowhere on the globe. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But on the other hand, yeah, it is also, it is that powerful image and it is the image of the mother, you know, whether yes. it's, my motherhood or the motherhood of the nature or, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's a powerful totem, the bear. Yes. It yeah. is. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. But then I wanted to say something about the baby aspect of the baby bear, but bear. So Carla, what, what do you associate with bear? With bear? Um, I've encountered many bear uh, in the woods, I'm I'm an avid hiker and walker, and um, and I passed actually a mother and two cubs on one of my walks. I think you told me this. And never ever had a problem. I've had I've taken many pictures of bear outside my door. I do have a problem that I'm breaking about feeding birds. I like feeding birds, and it does attract bear. And okay. I'm on a um, a uh, a walkway of the bear. It's part of their um, their uh, what do you call it? Migration path. Their path. <laughs> the path in, in, oh, the, cool. in the woods, in the mountains. So so um, and when I was out in California, um, I camped. I camped uh, with my boyfriend at the time. We woke up and there was a bear in in the camp. Uh, so I've had mm-hmm. multiple encounters outside by my garden. Yes. Um, I've never had a problem. Fortunately, I, I'm trying to coexist. I also have, I think, a healthy fear. I'm not yes. you know, going to um, cross that line. Although sometimes in my little fantasy head, I um, you know, feel a little safer than probably I should. Okay. But I, I, I do respect like in the ocean, the ocean tide. Um, I'm not going to go in when it's a um, sure. you know, hurricane. Although I, I do... I, I go right to the edge and I have swum after a hurricane. I push the limits. <laughs> I push those limits sometimes. I absolutely do. But Alice, Alice seems to me that, you know, um, kind of empathetic, compassionate, gentle, feminine. I think that if she were to meet a bear, like you've met many, even with its cubs, it would be no threat. Similarly. I pretended that I was, I had, it was winter and I had, um, I had very beige, I looked like a deer with this color um, jacket. And so I just, I was in my own little world, um, found some art objects on the ground or things I would make into art. And so I, we just passed each other and I saw the cub person and the young one. And we just had a an understanding that we're living together yes. um, safely. You said but now that I have, now that yes, trying to coexist. Um, but now that I have a dog, everything has changed. Sure. Because the bear has tried to come back, and um, you know, will visit, and the dog will scare it away, and so that yeah. the dog now incites the situation. Sure. So every and I feel loss. Um, with my relationship with the wild. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. What I want to say about the baby bear, 
and coming from the portal that's in my roof is that often in dreams, um, dreams can reflect the body. So if I'm in the basement, that's my subconscious or my unconscious. And if I'm up in the attic or on the roof, then that's, I'm thinking my higher self. And the fact that there's a little baby bear. So if I dream about a baby or if anyone shares a dream with me about a baby, I feel like something new, a new birth of something for that person. Mm -hmm. There's something new that's uh, emerging. Not, I mean, emerging, that's very symbolic of birth, but I mean, um, you know, doesn't have to be being born, just uh, the symbolism of a baby. And so baby bear, like, I don't know, are you working on any projects, Alice, that you're trying to get going? Oh. <laughs> get off the ground? Well, yes, sort of, kind of. <laughs> no, dreamer's choice. You don't have to share that. Oh, well, I, you know, um, I, I guess so. I, I, I guess I sort of feel very, um, but I feel a lot of powerless and around that a little bit. Okay. Like I sort of have these goals and I don't meet them. And I, I think that it's one thing we've, I, you know, I've had to sort of absorb a lot of people kind of saying, you got to be really easy with yourself these days, you know, and don't put a lot of pressure on yourself to get all kinds of things done, you know, mm -hmm. and, and things are, they're getting easier than they were like, you know, a week or so ago. Um, but yeah, so there's the projects that I don't quite feel adequate um, mm -hmm. around. So really, mainly I managed cooking. <laughs> That's kind of... That's it. pretty great, Alice. <laughs> That's way amazing. Wonderful. So it sounds like the, um, right, so the little bear that you you went to touch is that maybe that vulnerable part um, who's, who needs or is looking for some, um, or whose mother is, is so close by, right? So maybe the, as you said, these aspects of yourself. Um, but what else does a bear mean to you? Um. Well, it, it, you know, motherhood, power, nature. Yes. Um, I guess mainly it's a mother symbol. Okay. Are and, you and, and also that fierceness, you know, that that a mother would have for her cub. Mm -hmm. I certainly felt that in pregnancy, um, and you know, obviously other times in my motherhood. Um, you know, Are you being you know, fierce wanting, towards yeah. yourself? Um, well, I, I think given the, the time that we're in, I think it was definitely a feeling about wanting to protect. Because mm. a, a, a mother bear will protect her cub. That's my, that's my you know, as you said, you've yes. had the other experience of walking sure. by them. and It's been fine. But I guess my, my training has always been that that's when um mothers are fiercest and, and truly even with cats you can see that i mean my you know i used cats growing up that would have babies on my farm or whatever i mean they would just chase and beat the dog up you know when they had their babies you know it changed their behavior yeah. um so that's my association is just the extreme protectiveness yeah. of the mother 
Are you feeling fierce? No, I'm feeling a little like my, my gentle approach was silly almost, you know, feeling a little, almost like it gave me a feeling of shame about that sort of that, that, you know, my response, you know, which I thought was adequate, you know, like this is a terrible association, but I think I read one time about, you know, a child that was mauled by a bear, you know, and there, there was the bear and she just tried to sort of um, Walt Disney it and pet it and say, hi there, you know, and she got mauled. Um, Mm. So I guess there was that feeling too, that somehow my approach was inadequate. I I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to do all my inadequate stuff, but (laughs) I think we just feel powers that are larger than us right now, you know? Yes. I think I would, because um, we will ask in, in a moment, you know, how can I honor the stream? And I think for me... And what would you title it? Oh, and then that one as well. For me, I would... Uh, what'd you say, Alice? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was breaking up. Oh, um, for me, I, um, I think I would... I want, a, I want pictures of mama bears standing on their hind legs you know, in those books behind you. I want to like open the books randomly and just stick the pictures in. I want to find those pictures everywhere yeah. I look to remind me of my incredible strength. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I sort of caught myself doing this, like, you know, teasing through all the, you know, you know, the, the lesser feelings, you know, inadequacy and this and all that. But I think for the most part, it felt like a strong symbol. Yes. You know. And the bears known as like a medicine, the medicine woman um, figure because bear knows all the roots that it can eat and which berries it can eat. And it knows all about the woods. It probably knows about the mushrooms, Carla, as well. Yeah. Sure. And um, so that's, that's also a really mm. intriguing aspect of bear. I, I love what you said about coming through the spat, through, through the poor hole being from the spiritual self in a way. I feel like that there's some real truth to that. You know, and there's also an association. My my child has always loved to do like, you know, flips on skis and aerials and climb high in trees. And yeah. he's just very, I mean, he's all about the sky. You know, Great. So. Oh, nice. He's fearless. He, he's fearless, but he also just loves being the height. Like he wants to fly, you know? Yeah. yeah. What would you call the dream? Ooh, um, oh gee, I don't know. <laughs> brown bear, brown bear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, um, uh, no, I love that brown bear, brown bear. Oh no, I was being silly with that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the child book. No, something, something with. Um, I mean, it was kind of magical how the bears got through the porthole. Yes. Mm. And into the home, you know. Um, I, I figured I'm stuck. I'm sorry. I don't the, know what to say. You I think you tore the door off. You know, bears through the window. <laughs> bears through the window. I love it. 
So um, how can you honor this dream? Um, well, I guess I, making friends with the bear was okay in the context where I thought it was okay. But the not, power of the bear is enough. greater than that. So I, I need to back up and respect the power of the bear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, do you write? Are you a writer, Alice? Yeah, I like to write. Um, if, I, if it was my dream, I'm, because I also love to write, I might want to just journal about it. And that's to mm -hmm. learn the lessons from it more. You know, we talked about big dreams in my last dream group, dream stream last group. And I shared a dream that was not a big dream. Um, but if that was my dream, I would consider that a big dream. That would be a big dream for me. I just had one more thought, which is the, the window was round. Like there has to be, maybe there's something about that sort of sun or moon or something, you know, it's yes. for the earth or something mm. about the orb shape is important. Important, I think. And I was thinking you had said porthole, like around, so it's like on a ship, I was thinking, but then Carla was saying portal, and I was just holding it as both of those things, you know. Yeah, right, right. Me too. And maybe um sorry, it was turkey vulture. Um, and I maybe look at your connection with Mother Earth right now. Um, right. because right, there is that um the, the the other plane of existence um, and some something else maybe to to ask for more information um, of what it represents right because it does seem pretty powerful the imagery is extremely powerful yeah it, it was it was a powerful dream it certainly was yes and I always love to ask exactly what you're saying Carla for a dream to further my understanding of that. You know, I like to keep, keep the dream stream going. Keep, it, keep working it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, well thank um, you. That was great. Thank, thank you. you for sharing. So, uh, so it's been a half hour. We could either end now or Carla, I, you might I would want to pause share. just because I noticed, um, my battery may oh. be going soon. And um, I know it's. <laughs> this happens to you. It's too often on my, this laptop. They're built in batteries and oh. last as long as they used to. Um, Maybe you need to buy a new one. Well, it's built into the computer. You could probably take it out. I think they're. No, no. It's not removable. Okay. Not that I know of. I don't know. But thank you, ladies. Thank you, Alice, for thank sharing. You. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for thank your insights. You, it was really, uh, really wonderful. Thank you. So, um, until listeners, until we meet again, I don't think I want to say that anymore. I'm on. This is this will be episode forty-eight, and for forty-eight episodes, I've said that. <laughs> yes, you can say something else. I <laughs> know I want to say something else. Okay. Sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think dream on dream on dream on that sounds like you don't you don't have a 
you know, you don't have a chance. Dream up. until your dreams come true. I was thinking. <laughs> dream until your dreams come true. I love it. Okay, listeners. Dream until Royal Road. <laughs> <laughs> Except the bear attacking you. You don't want that true one. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm always always careful about sayings like that. Okay. Yeah. Ciao. All right. Thank you, Jessica. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you.